What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode five now of Two Dudes with Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett. I'm here with my co-host. What it do, what it do. This is Jalen Prince. All right. Well, let's jump into it, man. Sorry we took a little bit of a break last week. We really wanted to sit back, kind of let the biggest part of the NFL season going forward, at least, you know, of a current date, kind of take place. And we wanted to wait until the very end so we can kind of weigh in on all of our thoughts about all of this. So, I mean, let's jump right into it. But before we get into any of all of this, you know, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Want to say happy Mother's Day. Uh, I know it's a little early, but by the time the next episode hits, it's going to have already happened. So happy birthday, mom. Or birthday, happy Mother's Day, mom. <laughs> already, missing, already missing up. We just I love started. it, man. Happy Mother's Day. It's 11 a.m. or 11 p.m. Good God. Yeah. 11 p.m. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, right. I wanna, uh, I'm gonna be. I'm God's gonna bless me enough to actually be with my mom and my grandmother during Mother's Day and my aunt. So just uh, happy, a uh, happy early uh, Mother's Day to all the mothers out there and all my and all my little cousins. There you go again. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Sorry, I'm stuttering. <laughs> let's get into it. All right, let's do it. All right, so let's start off with our thoughts on the draft. I liked a lot of it. You know, we'll get into the trades in a little bit, but our thoughts on the draft, the big thing for me was kind of how I didn't really think there were any inherently awful drafts outside of maybe one or two, but again, we'll get into that in a little bit. I didn't think it was anybody that was inherently bad outside of no true number one, you know, player in this draft. It was very deep, very well balanced, and I didn't really think there was anybody that was too bad. I like some of the, you know, the things that happen. Uh, shout out to Devin Lloyd for A, picking up the commissioner, and B, giving the best Duval I have heard out of a draft pick in recent memory. We're happy to have you, man. And shout out to all the Jaguars, too, man. We're happy to have y'all. You know, I wish y'all nothing but the best. And hey, welcome to the team. And then there were also some some wild outfits, some wild accessories that I thought was really, really good. But we'll get into that in a minute. What about you, man? Um, overall, I felt like, Las Vegas kind of, Las Vegas, they, they really killed the draft. And I enjoyed watch and I enjoyed it a lot. I even like watched a lot of the concerts, but the fact my favorite part was the fact that Ice Cube performed of like today was a good day. And once he started singing that, I was singing along with Vegas as well. Of <laughs> uh, just the scene, just the scenery of everything from NFL Network's broadcast of um how they covered the NFL draft and how ESPN did their thing. It's just like I was really happy with this draft overall because we did not know what was coming. The only thing that was a surefire guarantee was that Aiden Hutchinson was going to the Detroit Lions. That was the only thing that made the most sense. And if it didn't happen, I would have been disappointed. And I felt like Drake, uh, that was the best entertainment, the fact that Aiden Hutchinson was able to stay in Detroit. And I was really happy about that. So that was my third part. All right. Yeah, I get that. Now, let's get into some of the the looks and everything, too. So one thing I want to get into that I talked a little bit about, for those who didn't see Sauce Gardner's chain, that was – are you seeing this, man? Yeah, I'm seeing it. I, I, didn't love pay it. That much, I didn't pay that much attention to it uh, at the time. Um, and, and if you're not watching, it, we're actually uh, streaming this on StreamYard, which is a very nice uh, podcast, uh, podcast streaming service. Um, not sponsored, but if they want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, I, I I give it an A. I really like I really like the the drip that he had on it. Literally the drip off the salt off the Literally. Sauce, so he really came with it. So it, to get into it a little bit before we get back into thoughts on this. So we are like Jalen said, we're doing both an audio and a vid or a video version of this. So there are going to be some non audio friendly parts of this podcast. We'll do our best to describe them. So 
I would look this up, man, but this is arguably one of the best chains I've seen since the Joe Burrow Nike chain, which gave me my favorite Joe Burrow quote ever, where he had that Nike chain on of that Dwayne Johnson turtleneck going. And somebody asked him in the crowd, hey, is that fake? And he said, quote, I make too much money for this to be fake. Yeah, he came in, it, he came in with a swagger with that one. It's that kind of drip. I, I love it. I love it. I love that chain, man. Props All to right. you. That was your favorite drip. Let me go ahead and give y'all mine. Again, so my favorite, like, can you see it? Yeah, I see it. Yeah, so my favorite had it become from, like, Kayvon Thibodeau's, uh, his jacket, the outfit and drip that he had uh, with the with the all black. And I love black suits because yeah. it goes with just about anything. Dude had uh, the low-key glasses. And not to mention the way he was able to come into the draft with a lot of energy with one of the kids that called him out. He just had a, had a ton of energy coming in. But I like the rhinestones at the end of the collars. It was red, straight rhinestones, and, and the pocket square looked like a Snickers bar. I can't really see exactly what it had, but you can see he had the dot. He got the diamond. He got the diamond bracelets or wristbands that he got on his right arm, and with the left arm, he got like a nice, a nice clean watch with a black bow tie with the white shirt. His beard is all lined up to the T with every bit. You don't even see no problem. Okay, maybe maybe he could pick it out a little bit from uh from the top parts just as like just as an aficionado, but he got the tape line right. He got the glasses square. He got the million he, he looked like he got the million dollar smile. So everything that he got on him, I approve. And right. I'm, I'm with that. But the biggest thing with me was the handshake and the rival that he had with uh with Roger Goodell in which we're gonna take a look real quick. So the handshake, for those that don't know, it's from the original 2001 movie, How High, uh, starring Method Man and, and Redman, uh, both rappers. And well, if I can find it, and I, I actually do have it, I do have it uh, upload. So just to give uh, people some type, uh, some type of it, and some type of visual. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I man. love it. I hey, love it. You got a little swag. You got a little swagger, but also I'm really, I'm really just happy that somebody that's around that young that remembers like classic moves like that to be able to show the appreciation. So those are my favorite moments uh, from the from the draft in general. I love that. All right. Well, I mean, I think that's thoughts. And one thing we do have thoughts on as well is some trades that happened. And there were definitely some trades that kind of took me by surprise. I think I speak for everyone. I'm going to say Hollywood Brown being traded to Arizona to reunite with Kyler was definitely not what I expected. Apparently it wasn't what Lamar expected either. Yeah, that was a – I was a little bit – yeah, so Lamar wasn't definitely happy about that. But, um, now I was surprised at that one. When I first saw the react, and when I first saw the um, the tweet saying uh, Hollywood got traded to uh, Arizona, I was like, wow. Yeah. That was just – that was basically it because I'm thinking that's Lamar's top weapon and you use that draft pick. I gotta go back to figure out what did they get with it, but like that's Lamar's top weapon. Now, all, now, if that were to have been Mark Andrews rather Hollywood, I think there would have been a much bigger issue. A little yeah, bit. That's still, that's still your boy because Hollywood and Lamar, they're both from, they're both Florida boys. They both ride together to practice and stuff, so they got the chemistry that was always there. Now, as going over to Arizona side, you already lost Christian Kirk. A lot of people feel like Christian Kirk is better. Hollywood, I don't really know. They're kind of about the same to me. Um, both have their hand issues and route running, but Hollywood going going to play with his old college quarterback with Kyler, and both of them 
were insane together when they was in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say, you know, it, it's a bit, it's, it's, a, it can be a big, it's gonna be a big help for Arizona in the long run, and I think it's gonna be even better for Hollywood to be able to be with your guy to help you get better. So overall, I think it's a plus for Arizona. Uh, with Ravens, I feel like they took they took a step back um, offensively, especially with the pass game. They're always going to be able to find a way to run the ball effectively. But in order to win a Super Bowl, you got to be able to throw the ball consistent with consistency, and that's been some trouble with Lamar Jackson in recent years. It's been a little bit of trouble with Hollywood too. So I'm not going to put all this on Lamar. So I actually want to go. In, a couple buddies of mine actually talked about this this morning. Don't know if they want their names mentioned on this or not. So if they do, I'll shout them out next episode. But one of them's a huge Ravens fan uh, and said that he likes the Ravens draft and they got some big pieces. I think his favorite thing the Ravens did was they traded Hollywood away. Another buddy said he seems overrated, said he's just not right for their team. You need big dudes that will fight for the ball and not a guy that's going to run drags and flies and slide down at the first sign of contact to which the other friend said and also drops TDs like several key ones. Uh, so, I mean, that's just where they're at. You know, I can't say I disagree. So, I mean, it's definitely been, especially someone who's had Hollywood on their fantasy team, to have some of those key touchdowns. I'm like, okay, this is going to be it. Like, not only the Ravens going to win, but I'm going to win this week. And then it just drops right out of his hands. I don't know, man. <laughs> Makes me wonder what happened to his hands. True, but, like, one person that, like, does have surefire hands to be able to make them contested, um, contested catches uh, is A.J. Brown, and he was also included in a big trade. Actually, the, like, the biggest trade of the draft that night. So um, Your boy Hurts has some help. Yeah. Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Yep, so uh, Tom Pelissero tweeted out in, during draft night that the Eagles required A.J. Brown from the t from the Tennessee Titans for the number 18th overall pick in which the Titans used to get uh, Traylon Burks from Arkansas and for the 101 um, overall pick in the NFL draft. To me, with A.J. Brown going with Philly, he has a high catch radius. He's a big body. He's a guy that can take it to the house. Uh, terrific route runner. He's one of the best receivers in football to see like that Tennessee would uh, not pay and not pay this man. And he's your best receiver. And we saw like the aftermath. We saw the late, latest game that Ryan Tannehill has done for you. And you take his, and you take his top target away. That, that like right now, I felt like um, right now, Tannehill got much worse than he was when he was in, um, in that playoff game against Cincinnati. Now, as far as AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts got a significant better, but it's the same thing as the same thing we said about Tua. Now the pressure's on Jalen. Right. You got weapons. You got weapons. You've been in the league for a while. A lot of people's already come. A lot of people's already questioning you for the job. A lot of people don't think you can be able to do it. We see, uh, and a lot of people are gonna like go back on that playoff game that you had against on top of Bay, and how like you missed a lot of key throws. So you got A.J. Brown, you got Dallas Goddard, you got Devontae Smith, you got Jalen Rigger. There's a lot of questions with him, but you still got him. You still got Miles Sanders, you still got Miles Sanders, you got some weapons, your offensive line ain't bad, and it's gonna get better, and like an offensive line could be better, and not like the defense is gonna get better. So a lot of pressure is gonna be on Jalen Hurts going into the season, and they ha really have a shot at winning the division, which is not hard to do, but they got a shot. It's not. And I mean, I, I will say this too. I love Traylon Burks. I said it in one of our first episodes, and I'll say it again. I think he's one of the best wide receivers, if not the best wide receiver in this draft. He was a huge do-it-all guy, big body receiver. So I'm not saying Tennessee. Tennessee got a very comparable replacement. However, 
shout out AJ Brown for getting a hundred million dollar four year contract. Con- like congratulations, man. You know, like I, we always said, you know, we want everybody to get as much money as they possibly can, and you've earned it, man. You know, congrats. Like you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> got a great contract. Now let's look at Vrabel's reaction too for those who uh who don't see it. <laughs> that man is pacing up and down the war room floor, uh, very frustrated because one of the most surefire receivers in the game is now headed up to Philadelphia where he's going to catch passes from Jalen Hurts. And he's not going to have to be the dude because Devontae Smith is there too. I think Jalen Hurts has got a whole lot better. Philadelphia's got a whole lot more dangerous on both sides of the ball, not just offense, but defense too. But that's something we'll get into later. Yeah, and I think the thing, and I like what I mentioned about the high catch radius. Uh, mm-hmm. I was going, I was actually watching first, on uh, that first take, but Undisputed was skipping Shannon. Skip, uh, Shannon pointed out how uh, when you're a quarterback, compared to having a guy that's a speedster and be able to get open, that puts a lot of pressure into the quarterback to be able to throw the ball on the money, rather than having like a big guy with a high catch radius, you can basically just throw it anywhere near and around them, and like they can, they can make you look good. So yeah. AJ's going to be able to do that. Devontae's still Devontae. He can still be able to do that. So, like I said, a lot of pressure is going on with Jalen Hurts, and he got to be able to put up a shut up, uh, put up a shut up. Same thing over tools. So, pressure's on the on the form of Bama quarterbacks. They need to stay together and not fall apart like the Washington football team stadium. Yeah. <laughs> but let's go. Let's go ahead. Like we, uh, it was a fun draft. So let's get down to the nitty gritty. We're gonna go over some draft grades. We're gonna like go ahead and like go ahead. Let's talk about some winners. And losers, right from this draft. So you go ahead and uh, so Garrett, you go ahead and give your three your three winners, your three losers in your opinion, and we'll, and that, and that's basically what we're gonna do. We're gonna go winners and losers. We want to do individuals. We want to do players. We're gonna do we're gonna do play. We're gonna do uh, teams. Teams. We're doing right. team winners and team losers. Team winners, Kansas City Chiefs. As you know, what we can do both. Yeah, let's do both. Team winners, Kansas City Chiefs by far. I think they had one of the most solid drafts in the entire draft this year. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs by far. Hmm. Yeah, no, just how deep that draft was. I want to say the Giants and honestly, New York sports as a whole. We'll do that. So we'll wrap both those teams in one. New York sports as a whole definitely got a whole lot more interesting this year. And I think the rest of the league got a whole other reason to hate the Patriots. So I'll make that a both winner and a loser. Uh, or at least laugh at New England because I think one of the losers is going to be the New England fan base because that is, I think, one of the worst Belichick drafts I've seen in a long time. Yeah, they didn't I just, like. I don't agree with some of it. Yeah, um, I know they was able to get Tyquan Thornton, and we'll go we'll go into detail as far as like each team yeah. draft pick, and we'll get to talk about it. But um, I didn't like the draft neither. The fact that you was able, the fact that you got another running back with a last name Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt I felt some type of way. I felt like they needed to get more weapons for Mac Jones. Um, now there's been a lot of like talk with uh, about them drafting a guard out of Tennessee, U- um, like UT Chattanooga, mm-hmm. and we're from and we went to Georgia Southern. There's history between Georgia Southern and the University of Chattanooga. Just a little bit. And just a little bit. So got it some type of way, but we'll let we'll let it go. My three winners. Yeah. And, my three winners, um, Jets, Lions, and, and and I gotta go and I gotta go with the uh, the Eagles. The Eagles were able to get AJ Brown. They drafted uh, Jordan Davis. They stopped um, and and they they stole Kobe Dean. I mean, like yeah, he had shoulder and he had shoulder issues, but they stole Kobe Dean. 
And so, mm-hmm. like, we'll get in details. Like, but I got like so the Eagles with the Lions. You did exactly what everybody in the world wanted you to do. You got Aiden Hutchinson. You did exactly what felt right. The, the world can move around again. Like it can move. It can rotate again. It would have felt wrong if they did not get Aiden Hutchinson. It felt right. That solidified the night of the draft. The fact that Aiden Hutchinson is staying home in Michigan. He's like one of the best pass rushers in this draft. He's a heavy producer. His family's going to be there in Detroit. He's from there. He wants to be there. It only makes sense, the fact that you get him and that they did it. And the Jets, you know, you got a surefire cornerback who's got a highly, who's highly touted. And uh, you're giving Robert Sala some more weapons on defense. And not to mention, there's still talks that they might go out and get Debo Samuel. So the Jets got significantly better. But those are my three teams, the Jets, the Lions, and the Eagles. My my losers, uh, New England, uh, Dallas, of course. Dallas for being Dallas. Yeah, Dallas for being <laughs> Dallas. For being Dallas. <laughs> and um, I was in Baker Mayfield. I was in yeah. Baker Mayfield. I, uh, I don't want now, to. Uh, now there's still a strong chance that Seattle, that my Seahawks might get him. Do I want him? I don't really care because as long as we got Pete Carroll, I have no, I have no faith that I have no faith in my Hawks right now. As long as we got him. But that's a story for another day. So uh, with Baker Mayfield, there's still a chance that he could be with Seahawks. Um, but you know, only time will tell. So the fact that other teams were able to go go ahead and get quarterbacks and have faith in that, we'll see, we'll see how that looks out. But yeah, I want to round up my two losers as well because I completely uh, I don't know if I did a full three or not. Uh, Baker for sure, I hundred percent agree with you on that. And uh, my hairline is going to be the third just because I know it's coming because it's going to be another stressful Jaguar season. And I'm both looking forward to it and not looking forward to it. So that's the winners and losers of the draft, at least for us. Ready to go ahead and get some draft breaks? Let's do it, man. All right. Let's get it started. All right. So let's look, basically the way I did my grades. So we got ESPN. And I think, Jalen, you pretty much line up with ESPN on a lot yeah, of Yeah, any. Yeah, so anything that does not have my grades on there, and again for the people that are listening, um, we're gonna we're gonna give our grades. So a lot of things where I don't have a personal grade on, I'm just gonna base my grade off of what ESPN Mel Kuypers had for each uh, for each mm-hmm. of those teams. So we're gonna do this in like alphabetical order, basically on for each NFL team, and we're gonna go by from there. So first up, we got the Arizona Cardinals. They were able to draft. Um, their first pick was uh, not until the second round. They got Trey on um, Trey McBride, a tight end out of Colorado State. Cameron Thomas out of San Diego State, an edge rusher. Uh, the edge rusher from Cincinnati, Mom Majai Sanders out of Cincinnati. That's yeah, from San- Sanders out of Cincinnati. I'm bad enough. The names uh, they to got start. a running back, a running back, an interior office lineman, a corner edge, and an interior office lineman. ESPN graded them a B. Uh, and you know, I'll go ahead and go with that. I felt like with them trading. For Hollywood Brown and in this draft, and be able to stack up weapons. Not to mention, you get DeAndre Hopkins back for next year. Now, of course, they got some issues with Kyler going on on with the front office as far as with his money. Uh, there's still going to be there's still going to be some time to tell. I think with Arizona, I, I think Arizona got better with the draft that they got. I think they're under, they're fine with it. They needed to get a tight end. Um, it's going to take more than one edge rusher to replace Chandler Jones. It's going to take more than one guy. So the fact that they were able to get some three guys and show some competition, you know, I, I can understand the B. So I gave it a C plus. Um, not going to go over the picks again. The big thing for me is I don't normally like to bring in trades from play. You know, I don't like bringing trades into this. And what I mean by trades is like you know, kind of what we talked about a little bit with Tennessee, where they traded, you know, 
AJ Brown to Philly. Like, I don't want to hurt them too bad on this. However, this did kind of play a factor for me because it gave up a first round pick for a guy who's on the fourth year of his rookie contract. So they're about to have to pay him if this pans out while they have more issues because they don't have enough money to pay Kyler at the moment. So I, I gave it a C plus. I don't think it was a bad draft. I just didn't think it was an all around good one. I just thought it was, you know, nice average. You know, they're going to continue to do, do what the Cardinals do. They're going to do well. Um, I just didn't, no huge, you know, game changers here. Tight end depth got, you know, got deeper at tight end, trying to place Chandler Jones like we all thought they would. Cornerback, they had a little bit of depth. Running back, you know, maybe Keontae Ingram is going to be the guy for them. I'm not really sure. Too many questions that still kind of, basically what they did is they they put the issues in the closet, they shut the door, and they're waiting on it to go away. It's kind of how I feel about it. You know, kind of kicking the can down the road sort of thing. Is I just, changing issues for issues. So I don't, I don't, I don't love it. But that's just my opinion, you know, and we do want to stress this too. you know, these are all of our opinions. You know, again, we're not experts in this. All of our, there's a reason we're both sitting on different ends of a computer screen right now. You know, we're not in war rooms making these picks. We're avid lovers of the sport. And these are just, plus plus we're talking to a bunch of people that are basically doing the same thing. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So let's move on. Let's move on. We're going to go to Atlanta. We're going to go to Atlanta. And ESPN graded their, uh, graded their draft class as a B plus. Mel Kuyper drafted as a B plus. Uh, you marked it as a B minus. And yeah. all, overall, they first they had the eighth overall pick, and they used it to get Drake London. I like uh, that. Qu- qu- a lot of people liked it. Uh, some Falcons fans early, um, they didn't they didn't like it as an issue because they felt they just should have gone defense uh, to be able to get some help for Grady Jarrett. But later on in their draft, they uh, in the second round they got two linebackers, one of the edge rusher out of Penn State. Arnold, uh, um, I, I don't even know how to pronounce that last name. But I think it's Ebikite. I believe so. I looked at his tape. He's nice. He's athletic. He has some power. So we'll see on how that's going to be able to handle. Uh, The biggest one out of this list, because they drafted a linebacker, quarterback, edge rusher out of Western Kentucky, uh, the run on like Al Gear. Yeah, Al Gear out of BYU. I actually (laughs) watched him when BYU came to Statesboro to play against the Eagles in like a a play against the Eagles, George Southern. Dude's nice, and I I select him pretty much. And then yeah. we got our offensive lineman out of Georgia. You know, that's a big guy, two Georgia boys, one offensive lineman and tied in. But going back with the biggest pick out of this one, and it's not even Drake London, they drafted Desmond Ritter in the third round. Now, um, a couple questions with Desmond Ritter, um, Ritter that I got. And this goes back to a lot of the big games that he had. The two biggest games that I paid, uh, paid close attention to, Notre Dame and Alabama. Alabama, he's going. He was going against the best defensive player in football, and Will Anderson. So I cut him some slack on that. But and not to mention a lot of the passes that he threw got batted down by the defense. And if they didn't get batted down, there was a good chance like they could have been replaced within the game. One of them definitely should have been a touchdown with Alec Pierce, but it got batted down by Fedarian Mathis, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So that uh, so that big game, it was a playoff. It was a big moment. So he did the best that he could, um, given the circumstances. So that's that on that one. I go back to that Notre Dame game. He killed it, and Notre Dame had Kyle Hamilton on that team. So I think he could ball. It's one of those Patrick Mahomes type of situations where he needs to sit. He sit a year. I wouldn't start him right away because they got Marcus Mariota. He got him. He got him to mentor him. So if this is going to be the quarterback for the future for the uh, Atlanta Falcons, you know, let's see what they got. I think the I think the biggest thing they're going to try to stock or restock up on weapons and talent. And you know, we'll see what it, we'll see what it got. So the B plus is understandable. 
I wouldn't have got Drake. I wouldn't have got Drake London. I didn't feel like he was the best quarterback, um, best running, um, best receiver in the draft. I felt that was uh was Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. So, you know, we'll, on like to be up there. So for me, I I gave it a B minus, and the reason why I gave it a B minus is while I love some of these picks, I also didn't like some of them as well. I, I don't hate the Drake London pick. I just think it was a little early. I think that was a, a common theme with a lot, and that's a common theme in every draft. One of the common themes in every draft, for those who may not know, is everybody reaches. Every year there's somebody, at least one person in every round, who's a reach. Uh, it, Drake London was one of those guys this year. I don't think he was a bad pick by any means. I just think Atlanta might have been able to trade back and gotten him then. And maybe gotten a second pick. I love um, Ebikite pick out of Penn State. I think the biggest knock against him going into it honestly didn't even matter. It was quarterback hand size, basically. Um, he's an older guy by drafty standards but i mean for a defensive end that doesn't mean a whole lot it's not a running back he doesn't have a whole lot of wear and tear on i think he'll be just fine desmond ritter in the third round was an absolute steal and that was definitely something i noticed a lot going into this draft i was right i did say kenny pickett was going to be the first quarterback off the board to the pittsburgh steelers i'm gonna hold on to that forever um I mean, Ritter to Atlanta is not really something I don't think I, I don't think I saw that. I think I had a lot of these quarterbacks going in the first round, which did surprise me. But apparently a lot of people had day two, day three grades and a lot of these guys. So the fact that guys like Ritter and Willis and, you know, basically all the top quarterbacks in the class fell to the second and third round and sometimes even later. I liked it. I think it was a steal and I think it was a way to kind of bolster up some other issues. So I think Atlanta definitely did a good draft. And they definitely had a good draft. I just don't love some of their picks, which is why they get a B minus, not an A for me. I respect it. Let's move on. Let's do it. Baltimore. All right. So I think Baltimore had the second best draft in the entire class. I think Kyle Hamilton and Linderbaum solved two massive issues. I think Ojabo is going to be a nice little stash. Travis Jones, I think, is going to be one of the sleepers of this draft. I think he's a fantastic defensive tackle. I just I'm looking at all these guys. I, I think Isaiah, I love Isaiah Likely. I love him as a player. He's a great pass catching back. He just needs to work on his blocking, which if there's anything that you can learn how to do in Baltimore, it's blocking. Isaiah Likely is a tight end. What did I say? Pass catching back. Pass catching tight end. My bad. So I just I like the picks. I don't think they necessarily had an overall bad pick. The only thing for me, and this is gonna sound awful, is probably could have waited a little bit longer on Ojabo. But I mean it, it I'm just that's just me being nitpicking. That's why I gave him an A. I think it was a great great overall draft what you thinking um i, I kind of understand why kyle hamilton like kyle hamilton kind of failed was because more teams were going to address the need and not a lot of people really needed a safety that heavy uh right. if you think if you think about houston they needed everything and if you have to weigh in would you rather get an elite corner or an elite safety i uh, think you get the corner first before you get the safety in my opinion uh, but the fact that like Baltimore, who's already stacked their corners on every end, they just went. They were just was injury riddled. The fact that they were able to get uh, Kyle Hamilton, Adam with that talent, Baltimore got significantly better to be able to compete. They were able to get Tyler Lindenbaum, solidify more of their offensive line. I like the uh, uh, Jabo Pitt because he went through. I think he got injured during his combine. He I did towards right. Achilles. Yep, towards Achilles. So, like, he, they're going to give him much time to be able to recuperate. And when he gets back with that defense, he'll be able to be better as well. Um, I'm looking at more picks that they had. Um, I'm a Bama fan, so I'm happy for Jalen Armour Davis. He's 
He's going to be with uh, former Alabama cornerbacks Marlon Humphreys and Anthony Everett. So there's that. Tyler Batty out of Missouri, that's an interesting one to me mm -hmm. because when you look at him when he was at Missouri, the dudes he's a three-down back, and he actually has the ability to be very versatile in both the run and passing game. So I think that's going to be big for the Ravens going forward, and I think he's going to compete very hard to make a lot of things happen um, and be able to secure a roster spot going into 2022. He's going to be a great compliment to J.K. Dobbins. I agree. And I, I'm with you on Ojabo. I think if there was ever a team for him to go to, it's a team that can allow him time to recover and truly come back to full strength so he can really grow and be that best player that we all saw that he could be. And Baltimore's a team that can afford to do that. So I think Ojabo landed in one of the best spots he can. So I'm happy for the guy. I really am. All right. Let's hop on over to Carolina – or, sorry, Buffalo. My mistake. So, they took Kair Elam. I love this. I love this. I love this. I love Kair Elam. I think he's a stud corner. Dude can ball with some of the best, and now he's going to be opposite Tredavious White. I think Buffalo really just – for me, Buffalo went for depth and things that they needed. You know, I gave him a B, and ESPN and Jalen gave him a B as well. I think the big thing for me is they really just kind of went for depth and things that they felt like they needed. Um, I love Kyrie Elam. James Cook, I, I'm i okay with it. I think they might have been able to wait until round three for it, but I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, the pick I love the most is Matt Ariza out of San Diego State, honestly, just as punting was an issue for Buffalo, and now they got a dude who can not only punt, but I don't know if you saw that hit that he had. He could he, he could tackle too, which is always nice to have in a special team player. So and I, just, I think overall they drafted a lot for depth. Because um, for a team that didn't have a whole lot of glaring needs, they they tried to fix a lot of those. So I'm pretty I'm I'm content with the selections. Yeah, I agree uh, with Buffalo. Uh, they have one of the most underrated drafts in this in, in this draft. Uh, with Kyrie Elam, you lost to Davis White to injury last season, and the fact that you was going to be able to reload using Kyrie, you already got some other veteran corners on your team to be able to help out. So you got him, um, like you get White back next year. You're already the top team within your division. Even though you got others to be like others around you uh, that are continuing to get better. The fact that you was able to like get Kair, the biggest one to me, and the biggest one that was a big skill to me is James Cook out of Georgia, who is the younger brother of Dalvin Cook, who has, he got his, his fair share of speed. He has his ability to be able to um, produce in the passing game. And I think James Cook can really compete for the starting the starting running back spot, even though Devin Singletary had a tremendous run within the playoffs last year. Uh, you'd be able to team him up with James Cook. It could be very dangerous for, for both teams. Uh, yeah, there was a like get another punt and they got a punter. They got a receipt. They got a receiver out of Boise State. They got a linebacker, a corner uh, and another linebacker and offensive tackle. But the two biggest that really stuck out to me was James Cook and Kyrie Eden. So uh, I, they had a solid draft, and I agree with the beat. All right, let's do it. On to the Panthers. Didn't mean to jump the gun on that one. Panthers took my dude, Aquonu. I gave him a B minus. I, I think Aquonu was one of the best offensive linemen in the draft. I think he's a solid run blocker who, if McCaffrey can actually stay healthy, I think Aquonu is going to help a lot with that. He's going to help give whoever may be the quarterback a little bit more time to throw. Um, Matt Corral in the third round, I think is a fantastic pick. Don't know too much about some of the rest of the guys. Kalen Barnes is definitely a rangy corner. I like that pick. Um, I just I don't know too much about Brandon Smith at a Penn State or Amari Barno out of Virginia Tech. 
Uh, Cade Mays in the six. I don't hate it. Um, don't love it. I just some picks, like I said, round one or round three. I think it's really, really good. And then kind of after that, it was just you know solid. So I gave him a B minus. Okay, so Carolina's first round pick that was an interesting one because a lot of people were kind of certain, and a lot of mock drafts were certain that they were going to go quarterback. Uh, whether it was Malik Willis, Kenny Pitt, um, Malik Willis, or heck, even like Sam Howell, who is from North Carolina, I even said they might they might get Sam Howell. But the fact that they went on like Equano, it was it was the safest pick. Uh, that was the safest pick for Carolina. That was that was a surefire thing. Go ahead and secure your offensive line. You give Sam on uh, Sam Darnold another year of protection. Now in the third round, they went and got they went. In, I think they traded up to go get Matt Corral in the third round uh from the quarterback from Ole Miss. I think that's a good spot for Matt Corral. Like you get another year you, um you're gonna uh, you I think you're going to sit out another year. You're gonna give him time. Not sure if if Carolina believes that he's gonna be the future, but like who knows who knows what he might do in training and like in OTAs and training camp and getting in the preseason play. Who knows what can happen with um with Corral. So you know, to be determined. Uh, I like the Brandon Smith pick, linebacker out of Penn State. He had a good tape, and I felt that was good. Kate on um, Kate Mays. I remember him from Tennessee, so he's a development type of guy. So not not surprised on why he felt like where he fell out so long. So with Carolina, Carolina solid. Um, personally, I would give this like a like a B minus, but you know, I go I go along with ESPN and give him a B. I think Corral's going to be the dude by the end of the year. I don't think Darnold's it, but you know, we'll see. All right, yeah, like you said, Chicago. So let's hop into Chicago. Jalen, what'd you give them? Chicago, I'm giving them. I actually would give them personally a C. I just didn't write it down. So like ESPN gave them a B minus. Let's look at. Let's think of Chicago in totality. One, they're a team that do they still got Allen Robinson? Uh, no, Allen Robinson is in. Uh, he's with the Rams right now. Uh, yeah, so you lose your number one target. You get Justin Fields, who showed a lot of flashes last year. Their offensive line is god awful. And you went and you didn't have a first round pick. So the two second round picks, you used it for cornerback and safety. Also, you traded away uh, Khalil Mack. So when you look at that to, to, uh, in totality, and you know, I look at this draft, and I look at the draft, you went out, got a cornerback out of Washington, you got a safety out of Penn State, you got a receiver out of Tennessee. Uh, then you didn't go to the offensive line until the fifth round. You got another offensive line in the sixth round. You got another offensive line. You, well, you got two offensive linemen in the sixth round, and you got one in the seventh. To me personally, I felt like their target should have been offensive line heavy. You need to protect Justin Fields at all costs. I didn't really like that. I really did not like their draft whatsoever. Uh, did they get some talent? We'll see. But overall, I would give it an around a C. Yeah, I mean, they did okay. I mean, it, it wasn't anything stellar. Kyler Gordon out of Washington was a good pick. Jaquan Brisker out of Penn State was a fantastic pick. I think Brisker's definitely a really good safety. I think the big thing, like you said, was getting help for Fields, getting Fields' time. I don't remember how they did in the free agency. I'm actually trying to find out just because I don't – the big thing for me that kind of surprised me was it looks like they didn't get him too many weapons on the offense, which does bother me, unless if – I might be remembering incorrectly in regards to any free agency signings, pulling that up as we speak. Well, this is this is the draft grade that like Mel Kiper get, and he says, and I quote: "The Bears' first round pick this year went to the Giants in the in the trade for Justin Fields, and the general manager who made the deal, Ryan Pace, was fired after this season. I do remember that. 
I wrote on Friday night about new G, a new GM Ron Paul's day two moves, and I just didn't love passing up all of the available wideouts and offense tackles to take DBs in the second round. Kyler Gordon, the 39th overall pick, should be a, a rookie starter at corner, while Jaquan Brister, the 48th overall pick, could be the starting strong safety. But why not add some help for Fields? The second-year quarterback is your guy for the long-term right. He doesn't have enough weapons to be even above average. He has Darnell Moody and uh, and what at wide receiver? Maybe Poles and company are going to add a veteran in the street uh, in the street free agent market. But I don't get I don't get it as of now. And the wideout they did and uh, they did add later in day two, Bellas Jones Jr. with seventy one overall pick is fast, but a little um, but a little limited. He is one of the older prospects in this class. He will turn twenty five early in this rookie year. So going based off of that, I just really didn't like that draft. So now, I mean, yeah. wide receiver. I think the only other help they did sign Equiminius St. Brown and Byron Pringle, I believe, to help Fields, which it just—it's not enough. I think Fields mm-hmm. is in for another rough year. Yeah, and and, and like that's Equi, uh, that's Equicinius. That ain't Amar. No, I think he's in for another rough year. All right, well, let's keep moving on to the next one. Cincinnati Bengals, I gave them a B minus um, just because I didn't think they had too many glaring needs. I think they addressed what they needed. Uh, Daxon Hill out of Michigan, I think, was a fantastic pick, especially for so late. Taylor Britt out of Nebraska is fantastic. I love Zachary Carter to get some more help on that D line. I, like I said, I, I don't think there was necessarily anything bad with their draft. I just, I, I think they did, you know, solid overall. All right. So, like, with Cincinnati, like, okay. So, with Cincinnati, Let's go over this. You made it to the Super Bowl. You won the AFC last season. You need to show up all offensive line. You did that during free agency. It doesn't help to be able to get some more offensive lines in the draft. They was able to do that later on. I think right. the biggest thing they needed to load up on talent in the in, on defense. When you take Which a talent, they they're in the AFC North. When you got Cleveland, you go with Deshaun Watson. You got the, the Ravens with Lamar Jackson coming back on Avengers. You got the Steelers who drafted a quarterback, but they and they got some weapons on offense. And they got that defense. I think the biggest thing for Cincinnati to be able to share up, like share up everything with their team to, to actually compete within the AFC, which has gotten tough. You need to share, you need to show up your defense because offensively you're pretty much straight. You just got to protect Joe Burrow. But yeah, defensively, they, you need to find a way to get and you need to find a way to be able to get some more stops. So you add on talent with Daxton Hill, who is a ball hawk and a really good safety. You got a cornerback out of Nebraska, Zachary Carter. You be able to get some interior pass rush because you do need some help within the interior pass rush, and you was able to get that. You add another offensive line, another safety, and you get an edge rusher out of Coastal Carolina and Jeffrey Gunner, who is very productive. Um, I remember watching a little bit of his, uh, of his tape, but he, sh- he showed some flashes. So got, he got got a bit of an upside. So I'd say Cincinnati did a pretty good job, and I can understand the B that uh, Mel Kuyper gave him. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, like I said, they got, you know, mostly defense, and then they completely rebuilt that old line in the beginning. So, you know, I think it's going to be good. Anyways, Cleveland, on to the other Ohio team. Uh, <laughs> Cleveland, I gave them a C plus. I mean, nothing really jumped out at me. I they did okay. I mean, David Bell was a great pick. I love it. Cade York out of LSU, I think, is definitely you know one of the better kickers. Jerome Ford is a former Bama guy right there, and he did really well in Cincinnati. I don't know too much about Martin Emerson, and I mean, Alex Wright apparently looked okay. I mean, the big thing for me is it, nothing really jumped out at me, and that was one thing that was kind of apparent in this draft is there weren't too many, you know, 
day one immediate impact guys outside of the first round. And for a team that didn't have any picks until the third, they did the best they could, I feel like. So I don't I don't hate any of the picks. I just don't love them either. Same thing, same thing with me, same reaction, because you got Deshaun Watson, you were able to sign Amari Cooper and a few other guys. You still got the best running back tandem in football. Your offensive line is not as strong as it used to be, but I think like Cleveland is known for like if there's one thing you can pull from Cleveland history, they are able to develop offensive linemen. So I think they're going right. straight from that. They uh you pick up David Bell, and I think he could be good for Cleveland um with that group. Uh, with Isaiah Thomas, I think he's going to be underrated. Uh, underrated as far as uh, being the edge, you still got my, you still got Miles Garrett. So you know, there's really no telling with Cleveland. But I think they had a solid draft. It, nothing in love, but nothing too much to hate either. So it was solid. All right, so Dallas Cowboys, both of our probably our least favorite team. I gave them a C plus. Yeah, I gave them a C plus. I mean, I think they did okay. Um, I don't like the Tyler Smith pick. Jalen Tolbert, I think, was a solid pick. I think he's going to be one of the more interesting wide receiver prospects in this class. Damone Clark, I liked. I just they had a roller coaster of a draft. You know, he had one really good, one or one okay, one okay, one good, one okay. Kind of you know along those lines. Nothing again, nothing too crazy, but some solid picks overall. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going along with you. I'm not a big fan of the Cowboys and their draft. Just like it made me laugh. Uh, the fact that they told, that they chose Tyler Smith over just loading up on talent. Um, and I know a lot of Cowboy fans, they were not happy with this pick as well, uh, with that pick as well. And they're trying to get as much positive information on Smith as much as they can to make them feel better, but not enough to make me stop laughing. So uh, um, overall, like I didn't like that. I didn't like that pick. You know, uh, low grade as well. The Sam, Sam Williams, I actually like that one. Mississippi State is able to been uh, Mississippi State had a good track record at developing um, edge rushers, so that's a good solid pick. Maybe that can help out uh, Michael Parsons, Jalen Tolbert. I think he's going to be good with them. The fact that they do not have Amari Cooper anymore, so maybe that could work with them. Uh, Jake Ferguson, not sure. I'm not sure about the biggest need. I think the only really, I don't think the only draft pick that Dallas had that I was uh, like kind of like in. I don't want to say impressed or pleased because it is the Cowboys, but mm-hmm. the only thing that I saw that, you know, was kind of good for them was uh, Damon Clark out of LSU. LSU has been a good trend to be able to get get linebackers. They've been producing a lot. You think about Devin White. You think about Deion Jones. They've had a good trend of it, so be able to get them uh, like a uh, Damon Clark. Yeah. They get a great to the guy. It's all right. All right. On to the next one. Denver. I gave him a B minus. Um, I loved the Nick Benito uh, pick. Dual, um, I can't pronounce his name at UCLA. Oruzurike at Ohio State was solid. Or, yeah, sorry, Oruzurike out of Iowa State. My apologies. Uh, Montreal Washington at Sanford. You know, just some decent guys overall. You know, kind of help pick some of these, fix some of these needs. Nothing too crazy. It didn't really, you know, nothing jumped out at me. Nothing really. It just meh. The UCLA guy though, I, I did like that. So. Uh, with, Dem- with Denver, they were able to load up a lot on pass rush because you want to be able to surefire that defense again. You're in the toughest division. You're in the best division in football right now. Uh, so to be able to get guys like that uh, to that degree um, with um, edge rusher, you're able to load up on talent. They did it. They did enough where you had to address. You had to go ahead and address the issues. You you get you got my quarterback. You got Russell Wilson. 
You got still offensive weapons. The only thing that they lost from that trade was no offense that they really could possibly use, but it still got Albert O with that offense. So offensively, they're loaded. Uh, you need to shirk the offensive line and defensively. You need to keep making that thing, and you, you got to keep adding talent and keep making that better. I felt like they did a good job. So B minus was accurate on with that one with Nick. Yeah, B minus for both. Yep. So All right. like off to Barry Sanders land. All right, Detroit Lions. Aiden Hutchinson, I like the pick. Jalen gave him an A. I gave him a B. ESPN yep. gave him a B plus. Yeah, uh, go ahead. I really love Detroit in the Detroit Lions uh draft this year. And I even mentioned them as one of my three winners. The biggest thing, or the biggest thing, they did what felt right. They got Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. You stay in Michigan to play for the Lions. Who wants to be there? They did it right. Everybody wanted it. It felt good. It made sense. So it was only it was only right. Now they did trade up to go. They did trade up to go get Jamison Williams. Uh, when you think about the weapons in Detroit, you got Amon, you got Mon St. Brown. You have DeAndre Swift. Now you add Jamison Williams. I think they yes, got another, DJ Chark. They got DJ Chark, and I think don't they got another receiver on that's that's kind of good. I'm sure they do. I don't remember at the top of my head. Yeah. So you got oh, they got T.J. Hawkinson, who's one of the there best tight ends in football. Uh, one of the best tight ends in football. There's still question marks about Jared Goff. We understand that. So even if they don't produce now, you go in next year, you get another lottery pick, and you'd be able to get a quarterback going because next year's quarterback class is going to be even better. Um, you looked at like you look at the draft picks. You got two stellar edge rushers because Josh Pat um, on Josh Pasco out of like Kentucky. He got he can play he could play some. Uh the biggest steal, this is a big steal to me. And I watched this kid third. James Houston, the fourth out of Jackson State. Yes, he's a transfer. Yes, and you know him because he's a transfer out of Florida. But mm-hmm. he made his money when he transferred to Jackson State, led by Coach Deion Sanders, Coach Prime. I love him. He I had mean, 16, I- he had 16 and a half sacks last season. The dude, you know, like you look at his take at Jackson State, he got every tech. He, he's a technician. He's fast. He's quick. He has some power. I think that's a big steal. And really, and, and a shout out to the HBCU to be able uh, and to be able to produce a lot of talent that got in there. And I was really happy for him. Yeah, shout out Coach Prime too. I, I mean, I gave the draft to be. Um, I'm still not so. I we kind of went into a little bit. I haven't really been sold on any of the edge rushers in this class. I think Hutch has some questionables as well. They all had some questionables. Hey, it is what it is. I love the Jameis Williams pick. I love the Josh Pascal or Pascal pick. I honestly think he might be better than Hutch in the long run. Not immediately, but in the long run. Didn't like Kirby Joseph. I thought that was a reach. James Mitchell out of Virginia Tech was kind of a bit of a reach too. Um, but he's he's one of those guys who could be really, really good or he could just not pan out at all. Um, I love the James Houston pick. But it just, again, Malcolm Rodriguez wasn't really sold on. Chase Lucas wasn't really sold on either. So I gave it a B. Great, you know, solid draft overall, but not not a worthy. But we're close. All right, let's hop on the next one. Green Bay Packers. All right, I gave him a B minus. I didn't think they were that bad. I think they addressed a lot of defensive needs up front. I think Christian Watson at North Dakota State is going to be solid. You know, they finally got Aaron that help because Quay Walker. I was surprised he went before Nicobe Dean, but after hearing about some of the injury issues, it didn't surprise me too much. Devontae Wyatt's going to be solid too. They got him. Double help at wide receiver. Got him a little bit of help on the O-line. So they definitely had some offense for him. I, I thought it was solid and B minus. Christian Watson, six foot, I think he's measurable. He's a six foot four, six foot five, 
The dude is fast, so he's a big target for Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers. Decent route runner, too. And a lot of people, like, when they dissect what Aaron Rodgers said in the Pat McAfee pod, uh, like, um, Pat McAfee show, that, like, they was, like, he was kind of happy that, um, that, you know, Vontae was gone. So when you take that to account, they did draft some receivers late. And I get it. A lot of people want to see that. Uh, a lot of people want to see the Packers draft a receiver early in the first round, especially when there's a lot of talent. But, you know, Packers have always been able to make their money. We use the second late round picks on receiver, getting receivers in the late rounds to make it do. Uh, yeah. Walker, that was a big surprise for me because a lot of people say, um, and I felt like Nicobe Dean was the best linebacker going into this draft. So the fact that like Green Bay would take him over, maybe they know something that we don't. I like the Devontae Wyatt pick. Uh, you t- you t- like you tight him, you get him with uh, with Kenny Clark on the other side. So when you look at it in totality on the defense, you got Vondra Campbell, Quay Walker, Preston Smith, Rashad Gary, who's coming off of a career year last year with Devontae Wyatt, Kenny Clark, their front, and not to mention you got. Uh, Darnell Savage, Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, and um, trying to think, Rashad, Rashad Douglas, who had a really great year last year. Mm-hmm. Packers going to have a really good defense going into next season. So yeah, it's going to be good. We'll see, we'll see. Let's get on to Houston. All right, Texans. Stingley surprised me. I still don't think he was the best corner in the class, but Stingley surprised me. A lot it's of people surprised with that one. It's going to be interesting to go against him twice a year. Um, Kenyon Green, I think, was a reach was a almost they had the biggest reach of the first round until New England came and did something else. So we'll we'll, we'll get into New England later. I think Kenny Green was a huge reach. Petrie out of Baylor, I like Mechie out of Bama, I like Christian Harris, I like Damian Pierce, I love. I just I think the reach for Kenyon Green, uh Stingley Jr. uh in the for third overall. I don't know too much about the guy at Oregon State or the guy at LSU or Thomas Booker at Stanford. I gave him a C plus. Yeah with Houston I actually give a B um only because that I don't know. Okay, like they need everything, so you be able to load up on like very productive talent. So you think about you think about Stanley, you think about uh, Kenya Green, who's very talented on his end. Not sure. I don't know that much about Jalen. I don't know much much about safety from Baylor. Maybe he's talented. I know about John Mechie. You load up on talent with that one, even though he's coming off an ACL injury, but he is able to produce. You get talent at linebacker position with Christian Harris, with a sideline sideline runner, uh, Damian Pierce. You know more about him than I do. Um, I think I think that I think they just need to load up on talent on like on every position. So I think they had a solid draft. I think a B kind of fits them. All right, let's go on to my other AFC South uh, nemesis, the Colts. Don't know too much about Alec Pierce. Um, I did like I Jelani Woods. I will say I gave him a B minus, solid, nothing too crazy. Um, I'd like yeah, Alec Pierce. Don't know a whole lot about Jelani Woods. I liked um, that was a that was the tight end I was thinking about. Jelani Woods I liked a lot. Um, Brashad Raymond out of Central Michigan. I'm surprised he went down to seven, or a third round. Yeah, solid draft. The Colts get a B plus from me because I do know about Alex Pierce. He's a solid rock. He's a solid receiver. He was Desmond Ritter's uh, top target when he was at Cincinnati. So he had a lot. I think he was a thousand yards, uh, thousand yards this past season. So very productive. You were able to add weapons to a Colts team that only had like Michael Pittman Jr., Paris Campbell. You had Alex Pierce with uh, T.Y. Uh, I don't think T.Y.'s there no more. I think he's still a free agent. No, T.Y. was there last year. Yeah, T.Y. was there last year, but I don't think he's with this, um, with this team this year, with the Colts now. Uh, That's true. Pittman Jr., Mo Alley-Cox, uh, Paris Campbell, who's coming off an injury. He's supposed to be the speedster. You add Pierce to that one. He's like a three-day. 
He's like a third down, big body target, good for Matt Ryan. With uh John with Jonathan Taylor, you better add that. Your offensive line's already pretty much intact, but it's kind of a good thing that you get a, a tackle um to be able to surefy that. Jelani Woods, I think he's gonna be tremendous with Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan's had a good had a good career, would be able to have big body productive tight ends, and I think he's gonna be able to do that defensively. You're able to get an edge rusher. I like Nick Cross. I did watch his tape when he was at when he was at Maryland. He makes a lot of plays, got good instincts. A lot of his issues have to come from being being uh, like he gambles a lot, but not too much. I give him a B plus because working with what they got, they didn't have no first round picks or a lot of picks for that matter. They actually got a lot of big like they addressed a lot of areas, and I'll give him a B plus because they they got some really good talent. All right, let's hop over to my Jags. I gave him a C. I mean, just average draft. I loved a lot of the picks. And then, again, they would do this thing that they do to me every year. Trevon Walker, again, all my Jags, welcome to the team. You know, I, I really do wish nothing but the best for you guys. Any negative opinions, man, I hope you all prove me wrong. Um, this is just from the outside looking in. Trevon Walker, it, they have to use him right. I'm not sold on him being the number one overall pick. The tape didn't stand out to me. Um, but, again, that's just me. I'm happy he's in Jacksonville. I wish him nothing but the best. Prove me wrong, man. Please, I want it. Every player that I doubt, I want to prove me wrong because that means they're successful and I want them to be as successful as they can. I want Trevon Walker to be a star for us going forward. Now, the Devin Lloyd pick, loved it. Love Devin Lloyd. I think it was yeah, a great that, pick. I felt like that was your best pick. It was a great pick. You've got a rangy guy who can play sideline to sideline and can cover. So now it, the only way I see the Jags defense working, and I said something about this. I tweeted it out earlier. The only way I see the Jags defense working is if we run a – Three four, sorry, a four three, and we need to have Josh Allen and Walker put their hands in the dirt, and we need to have Devin Lloyd, Aluakun, and Chad Muma, who I, I I like the player, didn't what understand happened, the pick. What, what happened with Miles Jack? Miles Jack's gone. He's in Pittsburgh. Got it. Got yeah, it. Miles Jack. Uh, yeah, Miles Jack is gone. Only way I see this working is if we have Allen, Walker, maybe Smoot, and Fatukasi making up our D line. And then you have Alua Kuhn and Devin Lloyd staying on the field at all times. And the Muma subbing out on passing or passing downs and maybe nickel packages. That's the way I see this defense working outside of that. I don't understand the Muma pick at third. I love Luke Fortner, uh, Snoop Connor. I, I don't get it. I don't know why we used a fifth round pick and a depth guy, uh, Greg jr. Out of, uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce that. I, I learned how to pronounce it. I don't remember right now. Uh, Gregory jr. I think we got two solid, you know, Depth guys, maybe special teams guys. I just didn't love it. I just too many ups and downs for me. C. Uh, yeah, I go. I, I go C. I would go C as well. ESPN rated him on B minus. But here's my thing. We'll take on Walker. How mm-hmm. do? And I get it that a lot of people are saying like he was in the defense surrounded by other elite level talent. We saw it in the draft, uh, like um, from Georgia. He wasn't gonna be able to put up like. Big numbers because with that it would surrounded by other great defenders and the way he was positioned, yada yada yada. And it mm-hmm. automa- I, I, I can't understand how a guy having an all-time great combine and moved so much high, his stock went so much higher because of the combine. But his tape just but the tape and stats just doesn't, doesn't match it. And I understand that he's with that great defense, but we're talking the number one overall pick. Now, if they bake now, if this year was only going to be based off of depth and potential, then I can understand. But I like I that wasn't just surefire with me because if it was, he wasn't a big star. It wasn't that big of a star when he was at Georgia to me. 
And I miss it. I must have missed so much because it was Jordan Davis. It was on um, the Kobe Dean. It was CN. It was a uh, Nolan Smith. It was Ch- uh, like Chan Nintendo. It was Adam Anderson. We understand his personal situation. We understand that personal situation. But like there was so much other names. And the only thing, and, like heck, even Jalen Carter, who's going to be a first round pick next year. That did not like that did not stick out to me with your own Trayvon Walker. But you know, maybe maybe proves you wrong and like yeah. it makes your life a lot a lot easier. But I want to we'll be see. proven wrong. I want to see it. I mean, I, I want them to pan out. I really do. So all right. Let's go to the next one. Kansas City Chiefs, I gave them an A+. I think they were they had the best class in the draft because Kansas City, they filled every single hole on that roster that they needed. Every single shortcoming they filled. So their, you know, their playoff decisions aren't decided on a coin flip anymore, no matter what. Trent McDuffie, I loved. Karloftis, you know, at 30 overall, fantastic. Sky Moore, speedy guy to Western Michigan is going to be great. Brian Cook. And Leo Chanel are two athletic, you know, really solid guys. I just, you know, it, Brian Cook's going to kind of help fill that Tyron Matthew role. Joshua Williams is another good depth corner. Kennard is another good solid, you know, O-line depth. You know, and, and everything after Leo Chanel is all depth. And I just, I thought it was, honestly, man, this is a great draft. This is a great haul for Kansas City. All, all my friends in Missouri right now are going to be very happy that I'm giving the Chiefs uh, yeah. the best class. Yeah, I like Kansas City's. Um, I like Kansas City's uh, draft as well. They was able to get Darian Kennard. I don't know how his stock fell because he was a solid. He was a solid offensive lineman from Kentucky. Uh, you was able to get a safety out of Cincinnati. You got to do everything you can to be able to replace a Tyron Matthew, who they decided not to bring back. You got the edge, like you stole the edge rusher from uh, from Carl Loftus from Purdue. And he's going to be solid. I feel like he's going to be a day one starter um, along with Chris Jones and like Frank Clark. Uh, Trent McDuffie, he like a lot of people felt like he's a true. He was like a true shutdown corner within this draft. So you were able to get him. And Kansas City need that again. You're in the AFC West, and I already gave my prediction that the AFC that every team in the AFC West is going to make the playoffs. And so, like when you got a, when you got that much talent within your division, you got to be able to find some way to be able to match talent with talent and be able to get some stops. So. You know, Kansas City had a good had a good Kansas City did their thing. Yeah. All right. Let's hop over to the Los Angeles Chargers. I give them a B minus. Um, I thought I might have messed up on this. Hang on. Uh, that's on me. Yep, that's on me. Uh I messed up the pasting of the draft picks. So I gave the Raiders the Chargers picks. So let's hop over to the Raiders real quick. I'll give my Raiders grade a B minus. Um, they took Dylan Parham out of Memphis, Zamir White out of Georgia, Neil Farrell out of LSU, uh, Matthew Butler out of Tennessee, Thayer Munford out of Ohio State, and Britton Brown out of UCLA. Parham, I thought, was a so solid. That's the, so that's the – we're talking the Raiders or – We're talking the Raiders right now. Okay. Yeah, we're talking that, – that's on me. So we're talking the Raiders. I thought Parham was solid. Zamir White is going to be a nice little combo for uh, Jacobs, who they actually did not pick up his fifth-year option, which is interesting to me. And then I think just, I think they question I think they're gonna I think the Raiders might be questioning his injury history. They might be, and then you've got some interior guys that they needed help with. They got yeah, they they, they need they need to find a way to stop running better. The yeah. pass rush they're fine with Max Crosby, but they're like they 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 just gotta find a way. Address the needs. All right, that's how I feel about the Raiders. Like I said, gave them or uh, gave the Raiders a B minus. Helps that my grade was the same. That makes it easier. Gave the Raiders a B minus. All right, now let's actually go to the Chargers. <laughs> Chargers drafted uh, Zion Johnson, 
uh, 17th round at a Boston College. JT Woods at a Baylor. Isaiah Spiller at a A&M. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. So I really messed up here. Yeah, I really messed up on so this. So the charge you gave the Chargers draft picks to the Rams and do the Rams got and the Rams got the Raiders. Yes, I really messed right. up on this. That's on me. That's what happens when you rush. Yeah, Zion Johnson, which was definitely some needed. Try you need to give Herbert more time to throw. So Zion Johnson, I like. Need help on the defense, allowing their star safety right now to really kind of play more in the box. Isaiah Spiller was fantastic. Eckler's got some interesting history, so now you have a nice little compliment to him. Defensive material, so you kind of address that. Um, don't know too much. Salyer, I think, was a nice little depth pick. I just don't know too much about the uh, dude out of Wake Forest or Mississippi or uh, like the fullback. Fullback in the seventh round, I don't understand. But from, okay, B minus for me. From the Chargers, I'll go. Yeah. I'll go B minus as well. You guys, you trying to assure up the offensive line for Justin Herbert once again. Defensively, you're trying to get better. Isaiah Spiller is going to be good for uh, Justin Herbert as well. Be a good down, like check down type of guy to be able to yeah. make some plays because he can't make some plays in open space. So solid, solid pick. All right. So All right. Now, is this the Rams? Yes, this is the Rams. My mistake. So I gave the Rams a C. Not a B minus. So I give the Rams a C, um, but that's just I, what else do you give the team that has everything? I mean, I, they just drafted for depth and needs that they thought they had and best guy available. So, I mean, props to them. I, I didn't think it was too much to say on that. B minus for me. All right. On to the next one. My bad for that mistake, everybody. So on to the Dolphins. This one is right. I gave him a C minus. Again, just eh, not nothing stood out for me. Not too many, you know. Super huge impact guys. I just we'll see. Uh, it's the veterans that are going to have to carry this team. Uh, that's they the reason have, I like them so low. Dolphins only have four draft only have four draft picks this year. Uh, four draft picks it. and all day or uh, every only one day two pick. Yep. So you know, I, I think they got what they could get at the time. So you know, I say I say I say I I'll go see. Yeah, Tyndall's the only shining star in that class for me. Um, Vikings, Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth Jr. I told you they were going to take a defensive back. Yeah, I'm going to go B minus. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go B minus with this one because yeah, I know they got Lewis Seen, but uh, I don't know with the Vikings. They addressed their defensive back issues and they tried to address their interior issues. I just nothing, nothing crazy with with how much they traded back. They just missed out on so much, and that's why I give yeah, them a C. Yeah. I mean, Andrew Booth Jr. and Lewis Seen, I like. I don't know enough about Ed Ingram. Uh, Al Samoa out of Oklahoma, I like that as a third-round pick. And then just Jalen – okay, Jalen Naylor from the sixth round I do like. But, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. Nothing else too crazy. Nothing stood out. And just the amount that they traded back and passed up on some insane, you know, really high-end first-round talent. That's, you know, eh, C. All right, Patriots. This is by far, I think – Oh, I didn't give New England a C, did I? I did give him a C. No, I didn't. I gave him a D plus. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I gave him a D. I thought New England had one of the worst the worst draft class. I you always trust in Belichick. You always trust in the great leader. He has never steered them wrong really before. I just I don't like it. Cole Strange was a reach. Thornton out of Baylor. I don't like his his I don't like Belichick's history with drafting wide receivers. Marcus Jones is not a good replacement for JC Jackson. Um mm-hmm. neither is Jack Jones. Pierre Strong in a South Dakota State. I okay, maybe. Billy Zapp, I like his depth guy in case Mac for some reason doesn't pan out, but right now he did just fine. I just 
the drafting of two running backs and two cornerbacks to make up for the, the it, no, it's just bad. It's a bad draft. I'm sorry, Patriots I fans. Felt, it's just not I, good. I felt, I felt like Bill Belichick kind of did something that I thought Pete Carroll would have done, but he didn't do. Yeah, it's just Taquan, it's, it's, Taquan Thornton. You, you, you should you only drafted one wide receiver in this draft. One wide only receiver, one. two running backs, and a quarterback, and then two. And as, a, and as a Bama fan, not just for Mac Jones, we all thought they were going to go get set a Slade Bolden or John Mitchell. Yeah, I, I just I, and then you reach on Cole Strange. I, I just I don't understand it. But again, I'm not Belichick. I'm not the the wizard of New England. I mean. I, yeah, I just I hated it. I hated the pick, and we'll see what happens. All right, on to the Saints. I gave him a C again. I I love the Olave pick, Trevor Penning. I I just I thought that might have been a little early, but that's just me. Alante Taylor, I wouldn't sold on. Demarco Jackson, not really sold on, and Jordan Jackson, not really sold on either. So the top the top two pick, the top uh both their first round picks is the reason why I gave him why I would think B minus, and I agree with Mel Kiper. Uh, you traded up to get Chris Olave. That means you're trusting um, rather than getting a quarterback, you're going to trust Jameis Winston, and you're going to give him talent. You got a speed, you got a speedster, and a bit and a big playmaker with uh, Michael Thomas coming back mm-hmm. with the with the Saints. So you got two Ohio State guys uh, that are playing together with Jameis Winston, Trevor Penning. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he's a he's a solid tackle. They need it. You lost Armstead to Miami. Uh, that was a big need. So you was able to get a solid guy who actually had a, a pretty high stock at his position. So I, I'd agree. I agree with it. I'd give him, like B minus uh, B minus to get from me. Day one was great. Nothing else beyond that for me. Giants. I think the Giants had a stellar day one. I think they reach. I, I Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal. I fantastic. I, I applaud him for that. I thought they reached on Wondell Robinson. I, I love Wondell Robinson. I think he's an electric player. I just think it was too early for him. I don't know too much about the uh, dude at North Carolina. Uh, don't know too much about Flot at LSU. I just, again, it, it kind of it fell off after that. But those first three or four picks were just solid. I think it's, honestly, it's Neil and Thibodeau carrying this draft class for me and Wondell too. Yeah, uh, Giants get a B from me as well. I think they were in the top five as far as best um, best draft that they had this year. Um, they addressed needs and they got talent. Uh, a lot of people said that the Giants really didn't even need to get an edge rusher heavy like that because they already were stacked at um stacked at 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 that position. But when you have a chance to get the mo- one of the most talented guys at that position and edge rusher, and you need game changers within the NFL. And Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is that. I think they made the right decision as far as doing that. Evan Neal, you'll be able to basically play him anywhere and he's going to succeed. As far as everything else, uh, they'll fall in line wherever they fall in line. But when you got a first-year head coach that's coming in, that's offensive mind, you need to just go ahead and secure a lot of things in there and just work from there. So I, I, I'll say a so, solid feed. Yeah. All right. On to the other New York team. So the Jets, I love Sauce. With the fourth overall pick, I think he's the best corner in the class. I loved the Garrett Wilson thing, and I, I love trading up for Jermaine Johnson. I think the Jets had by far the best first round, but leaps and bounds the best first round. Brees Hall was solid, and then just after the third round, it, it okay, okay, third round pick, and then their last two fours were just meh to me. But I give him a B plus. I thought it was solid. I really, really, really good draft. 
The Jets had the best draft in the night. Uh, you you got a you got a cornerback who's who's arguably the most talented within this draft. You got the best receiver. Um, you got the best receiver in this draft. So you're helping. You're helping. You're helping Zach Zach Wilson keep developing. Now there's still going to be questions with him whether he's a guy or not. But right now, but they're still in a position where if he isn't the guy, you're going to put yourself in a position to be able to go ahead and get the guy for next year. They stole Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. I Without love that. They Deep got him. Brees Hall can possibly be the day one starter and be the best running back that they had since LT that the Jets have had. They did, like they fought. Jeremy Rucker could be their best tight end. They address so many. They address so many errors within this draft. Max Mitchell, he's an underrated tackle and could possibly fight for that job. He's going to be good. I think the Jets hit. I, they they really hit in the draft, and I really like what they did. They get yeah. Me. They had a good class. All right. Next we have. The Philadelphia Eagles, Jordan Davis surprised. And I do want to tell you, so when I gave my grade, I did not take into effect that they traded for A.J. Brown. Yeah, we're talking so, draft. You're not talking about, like, offseason. Exactly. So, Jordan Davis, stellar pick. Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis's two interior linemen is going to be just disgusting. Cam Jurgens and Nebraska is a solid center. And the fact that they were able to get one of the best linebackers in the class who only fell because of apparently a pectoral strain that he didn't get surgery, didn't want to get surgery on, or a pectoral tear. Sorry, got Nicobe Dean in the third round, which if he makes a full recovery is an unbelievable steal. Carryon Johnson to Kansas is solid, and then Grant Calcutta. I don't know too Kyrie. much about the cat. Yeah, I don't know too much about him at SMU. So I mean, B plus. I really, really, really good. Uh, the only B plus reason why, for me, yeah, B plus for me, yeah, ta- yeah, talent defense. You try to like continue to get better at offensive line, and yeah, a few weapons, but they did enough as far as with the trade with AJ Brown to go ahead and solidify the offense. So now it's still up to Jalen uh, Hurts to be able to do some things, but defensively, you got ten times better, and possibly can make a case that you could be the best division, and uh, you be the best defense in your division, which really, again, which is not saying much. So yeah, to get a B plus for me. All right, let's hop on to the Pittsburgh Mike Tomlin Steelers. Kenny Pickett, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. You have a, uh, everybody is trying to make comments about how, oh, you know, he wears the gloves because when it's going to be cold in Pittsburgh, you know, he's going to have a hard time gripping the ball. Who cares? He played in Pittsburgh when it was cold, anyways. Doesn't matter. I think he ended up playing in Pittsburgh. He played in the same. He played in the same football stadium that the same the stadium. Same stadium around the same times. I, I just met, 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 the, met the Roonies and everything. Dumb, dumb, dumb complaint. Pickett, I love it. Pickens, I wasn't super sold on. I just, he needs to be able to stay healthy. DeMarvin Leal, love it. Calvin Austin, the third in Memphis, great pick. Connor Hayward at Michigan State, great pick. I just, yeah, I don't know too much about the guy at South Dakota State and too much about the guy out of uh, Mississippi. So, I mean, I gave him a B minus just because. Uh, yeah, Kenny Kenny Pickett is going to be good. I think. Uh, I think the biggest thing a lot of people is going to consider that um, that the Steelers are trying to make up for making a mistake of not drafting Dan Marino at the time. So who, who <laughs> the knows? other Pittsburgh we're, kid. We're not, gonna, we're not saying that like Kenny Pick is going to be Dan Marino part, part two, but who knows? Maybe he could be paying out being being a top, being a great Steelers quarterback for them, for the Steelers to get George Pickens is good. Personally, I didn't like it because I wanted him because I felt like New England needed to add talent, and George Pickens would have been good. George Pickens would have been good for mm-hmm. New England, but you know, like you get George Pickens to go along with Chase Claypool and James Washington and uh, De- uh, like Deontay Johnson, 
you add more weapons to that offense. I like the DeMarvin Leal um, pick from Texas A&M, who at the beginning of the season was already projected to be a first-round guy. The fact that he fell off, don't know why, but, you know, I like it. So, yeah, B for me. All right. Now the 49ers. So I gave him a B minus. I, I didn't understand the Tyrion Davis price pick. But, I mean, overall, solid. They had some issues that they recognized, and they tried to take care of it. Drake Jackson, I liked. Nothing else really crazy beyond that. Yeah, they stole Drake ja- and they stole Drake Jackson. There ain't no way he should have fell, fell that deep into the um, second round. So, the fact that they was able to get him, uh, you know, kudos, um, kudos to, um, to the Niners organization. They, they're they always going to get running backs. That's nothing new with them, but, they, yeah. you know, they can get away with it. Um, I felt like they should have gone deeper with getting more receivers. The fact that like Debo's, not, there's a good chance that Debo is Debo not ain't coming back. De- yeah, Debo's not coming back. I think he's so, sitting out instead of playing if he so, doesn't get traded. I, I felt like they should have got some more receivers, maybe a few, but you know I can understand it. Um, they, I see they got like a bunch of like two cornerbacks on the teams, and like the, yeah, because they don't really have a shutdown corner. So you know, B minus. Yeah, I gave B- him a C. B minus. I gave him a C, nothing too crazy. Just average draft, in my opinion. All right, got the Seahawks next. I'll let you go first. This is your team. All right, so, again, going into this draft, I really thought, like, the, um, that my horse was going to mess up, mess this thing up because Pete Carroll is still at the helm. We lost a quarterback, so a lot of people thought that we were going to go quarterback. I'm kind of, I'm actually kind of glad that we didn't. We got Charles Cross, who was deemed the third-best offensive lineman in this draft, and it felt good. And, you know, solid pick, safe pick. Got him. You got uh, Boye, uh, Boye Mafe out of Minnesota. I looked at his tape. He actually got some solid moves. I think we're going into a new defense this season anyway. We're switching from a 4-3 to a 3-4 bear type. Um, so you got him. I was not surprised that we that like Seattle drafted a running back and Kenneth Walker from Miss from Michigan State. Um, wasn't he he's highly talented. I wasn't that high because I felt like running back wasn't the biggest need. I I'm, I'm at the point, I'm at the point in my mind where Running backs are value, but not that much um, compared to other big needs on the on, on like on the team. Abraham Lucas, um, solid tackle. Can't wait to see. I'm happy that we drafted Kobe Bryant uh, out of Cincinnati. He was on opposite side of Sauce Gardner. I think he's going to be solid. I think he can compete for a starting job. Really, uh, really pleased with that. Uh, Tariq Wooden out of on UTSA. Um, don't really know that much about him. I got to look at his tape, but uh, I, think, I think there was a lot of good reports on that one. Decent corner. Uh, Tyreek Smith at Ohio State. He's solid. Yeah, not the best one, but he's solid. Bo Melton or uh, Rutgers. He's a speed. He's a speedster. I just finished watching his tape not too long ago. He again, he's solid as well. So you know, there's still no telling on that one. And uh, got a tight end. So. Who knows? Jersey's still gonna be out, but with this pick, uh, with this with the draft class, I say B minus. I say B plus. I gave him a B minus. Um, I think Charles Cross is the best pure pass blocker in this entire class. Mafe is a super quick edge rusher. Uh, Kenneth Walker, I think that that's one of my concerns. I I think they went a little early for him. I think they might have been able to wait towards maybe the second or later part of the second round. Again, though. Stud running back. I think if Rashad Penny can't stay healthy, Kenneth Walker is going to be the dude. Um, I don't know too much about Lucas. I like the Kobe Bryant pick. Tariq Woolen, I like the pick too. Just a solid overall class. Um, really headlined by kind of Charles Cross and Mafe. So B minus. All right, let's go down to Tampa Bay. I gave him a B. Like I said, I, I think I think they were good. Go to Key to Central Michigan was great. Logan Hall out of Houston was a good pick. 
Rashad White was a sneaky kind of running back pick there, and then Kate. No one, no one's Brady and what he does with three down receiving backs. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good, and I think Kate Otten out of Washington's a solid tight end as well. Yeah, and then everybody else is just kind of decent depth guys. Um, Kamarda, I don't remember him too much at Georgia. He's no hot rod. We love hot rod. All right, Titans, let's go. Titans are going to be Titans. The biggest trade of the night was the fact that they traded AJ Brown, uh, AJ Brown, uh, to the Eagles. So they use that trick, use that trick, uh, use that pick to get trading Burks. They got him. You were able to get Roger, um, Roger McCreary, who's actually an underrated corner in this draft. You got him out of Auburn, so that was pretty good. Nicholas um, Pete Freer out of Ohio State, solid tackle. Uh, he's a power guy, really good at run blocking, which is uh, Tennessee specialty. So kind of understanding, good fit. Malik Willis, uh, Malik Willis, uh, big talk quarterback. Like the fact that he was able to get to um, get to Tennessee, I think it's going to be good for him. Be able to like take some time. I don't think it's gonna start right away because they still got Tannehill, so really good developing. You know, like uh, got a running back, got a tight end, got a receiver. So solid, solid, uh, solid good pick. I go to B. I love Traylon Burks again. I think he was one of the best wide receivers in this class. I love the pick. I think they were able to immediately replace AJ Brown. So props to them for that. Yeah, I think we're a little early from McCreary, um, but yeah, overall just to be as a class. I think Willis. You know, we'll see how he does. Hassan Haskins is a great pick too. So all right. On to the last team, the Washington Commanders. I gave him a C minus. Jahan Dodson was a good pick from Terry Mathis. Good good pick. Pick. Right. Yeah, that was good. You have to get Terry McLaughlin uh, Terry McLaughlin some help. Um Ryan still, Robinson, uh, I liked. Yeah, I liked and, then, that, and like, you know, Washington's gonna keep loading up at, uh like at Bama D lineman, which is that which is yeah. you know, that ain't no problem. Uh, that's not no big issue. You get Fedarian, who's a solid guy, who's a who's who's been built. So you know, solid, solid draft pick. Brian Robinson, he's going to have a chance to compete with Antonio Gibson to be able to get some uh, rotation time at running back, which is going to be good. Uh, they drafted Sam Howell. That was actually kind of like a little bit surprising, but I think that could be good for Carson Wentz to be able to have that thing over your shoulder where you're going to be competing for that starting job. So I, I, I say solid, solid B, uh, like good B minus. Yeah, I mean, I gave him a C minus. Um, like I said, Jahan Dobson, I love Fedarian Mathis, I love Brian Robinson, I really like Percy Butler. I, yeah, I love getting Sam Howell in the fifth, and then Cole Turner, Chris Paul, and then Christian Holmes, just kind of meh picks for me. So C minus. Overall, overall, it was a pretty great draft. Um, it was it was a pretty it was a pretty entertaining draft as well. There was a lot of things we didn't see coming. There was a lot of things that we did not know. Uh, it wasn't boring. It wasn't predict uh, like it wasn't predictable, which is kind of how how it should be. Um, next, and I think because the fact that there wasn't a surefire quarterback in there, a lot of teams addressed it need not much. Uh, not much is more as like being so pressured or desperate to go ahead and, and get whatever quarterback is there, especially when they feel like there's not, nothing surefire. So yeah. before we about to, before we about to end this, let's get in to some NBA, uh, like, let's get into the NBA second round since the playoffs are into the second round. All right, so we got we got Phoenix and Dallas. I got Phoenix winning that game. I'm going to go, like, with the – I'm going to go Phoenix and six. Dallas is going to find a way to um, get about a few games in. I think they'll still win on the road, but, like, Phoenix uh, – like, but the way that Chris Paul is playing right now with Devin Booker coming back and DeAndre Ayton play, um, playing out of his mind, you're not going to be able to play no small ball with, uh, with Phoenix – with DeAndre, he's going to be able to battle in, and the game's going to start tomorrow. So I'm going, I'm going with Phoenix in six games. Uh, Golden State, they just, uh, they just won the first game today, which was a dog fight, especially with Draymond Green, 
Draymond Green gets uh, getting ejected with, uh, with the bogus flagrant two in the second. Yeah, that was second quarter. That was bogus. If flagrant one had the most, but it wasn't. It, like, but the fact that Golden State was going to use their championship pedigree to find a way to win that game. Um, credit to Steph Curry and Klay Thompson for pushing that team through. It's going to be a fun. That that's going to be a fun series. And but mm-hmm. I got Golden State winning that game in six. Uh, yeah, I got Golden State winning that game in six. Milwaukee, they were able to beat your Celtics today. Um, they just took over that game. Um, Boston wasn't able to hit because uh, Boston wasn't able to make shots. Now, will that happen again? I don't see it happen again. But Milwaukee just looked looked more like a mentally tough team out of out of the crew. Giannis looked like the best player in basketball at that at that time, and you think they was trying to find ways to body him, but he kept making the right decision after right decision after right decision. Guys were making shots. They were more confident. You saw the bitch. Getting more animated and like just cheering, uh, cheering each other on. But Giannis, he was just getting everything, uh, getting what he wanted. Even if, even if it was missed shots, he was finding a way to get going. I got Boston winning this series. Um, I'm gonna go five games. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, dog, but like it, the fact that they was able to get one on the road, they're gonna take care of business at home. You're good. Uh, I, I'm going with that. So I'm gonna go five games with that series. And last and not uh, not least, uh, Miami and Philly. My with Joel Embiid having the eye injury. And Miami has home field advantage, well, home court advantage. And Miami, you know, Miami's crowd is very tough. I'm going Miami. They're gonna win. They're gonna win the series in six games because Joel Embiid is coming back. But I think Jimmy Butler's gonna have a field day in the series. Yeah, I mean, so I'll jump in too, and I'll start with that one and work my way back around. I think Miami wins it in six. I just, I think they're gonna beat them until Embiid comes back, and they just it, once. Once Embiid comes back, they match up a little more evenly. But once Embiid is out, Miami's just going to take it. So I got, I'm, I'm with you. I got Miami in six. As for my Celtics, first of all, shout out to the Celtics for sweeping uh, the Brooklyn Nets. We're not going to get too into that. Um, I just want to. I love seeing it. it makes me so happy. Um, I think we just need to calm down. Not shoot 53 pointers. And yes, they actually shot 53 pointers this game against the Bucks. If we actually get smarter shots, take our time not just, you know, throw up threes. I think we can beat them in six. I think Boston takes it in six. I'll, I'll take, uh, yeah, I'll take it. It's 4-2. I, like, I respect I respect it. My only thing is, like, with the, the reason why I got Milwaukee winning, one, they got the best player. Um, They got the best player in this series. And to me, Milwaukee's a better shooting team than Boston. Boston got some shooters, but, like, mind you, they're playing without Chris Middleton. And they're uh-huh. shooting with confidence. So... Imagine if Chris Middleton's able to come back. We'll see. Like I yeah, said, we'll I'll see. take it in six, if not seven. Um, Memphis, I can't count out Jaw. So I got Memphis beating Golden State in seven. And then oh, who was the last two? Uh, the last two was Miami and Philly and Phoenix and Dallas. I got Phoenix or Phoenix and six. I just I don't see Dallas beat him. I think Luca's gonna somehow muscle him into a game. Brunson will Is probably it, take him one. But yeah, Phoenix he's gonna muscle six. him into a game. I just like no, no, it is not. It's not happening. It, I'm it, with you. All right, well, let's wrap it up real quick. Thank you for staying with us for an extra thirty minutes. Um, if you like it, great. Let us know. If not, we just really want to get as much info out there as we can. So again, thanks for staying with us for an extra thirty. We really do appreciate it. For those who are still listening, please don't forget to like rate comment subscribe all of that fun stuff please let us know we really do appreciate it thanks again my name's garrett this is jalen and we'll see you next time peace